Okay, Bus Bench Babes, Beth here on a solo mission today. Uh, thanks for being here. Today we're going to chat all about a topic that keeps coming up. It literally comes up on the regular. People say, hey Beth, I'm thinking about getting into real estate. Like what now? Or what should I do? So I've got five tips for you today that I hope that you find super helpful. So let's dive in. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Hey, it's Beth here today doing a solo episode, and I wish Christy was here to banter back and forth because like literally you would die if you saw all the behind the scenes that happened to get to our podcast recording day today. Uh, We've been waiting for our deck on our house to be built and we normally record the podcasts in um, my office at my house. And so I heard that the gutter guy was coming to put gutters on, but there was a whole nother crew that showed up and it was a literal shit show. And they were using impact drills and it was so loud. So we started scrambling like, okay, well, where can we go to have a quiet space to record podcasts for the day? Because we batch record to save ourselves time and sanity. Uh, Yeah. So the first call was to Leah on our team who just put her, her baby girl on the bus for kindergarten today. So we're not sure. Still haven't heard back from her. I think she might be day drinking. Uh emotional wreck called my mom they are out of town without a key to get into their house called another girlfriend who said i've had this weird cough i'm thinking about going to get a covid test uh so we are at sarah's house and basically kicked sarah out for the day so we can use her adorable condo for recording so yay here we are it's all about pivoting and shifting and this is real life people So let's dive into this. I've got five tips and tricks for you today, or five tips that you really should know if you're thinking about getting into real estate. And they're things that I wish someone would have been a little bit more candid with me about when I was thinking about getting into real estate way back when. So let's jump in. Number one, my suggestion is to interview agents and brokerages in your area. What I mean by that is, are there any real estate agents out there that you know of? Maybe it's an agent that helped you buy your house. Is it someone that really like you admire, you like their business model, maybe you like what they put out on social media. Maybe if you worked with them, like you really just loved how they made you feel in the transaction. They seemed really competent. Um, They had their act together. They really advocated for you. Like look for someone that you really admire 
And it doesn't even, you probably don't even know the real estate questions to ask, but who do you know in the business? Interview a bunch of different people. You're going to get all different answers. I mean, everyone that has a different personality and a different vibe, like their business is going to be all run different. So interview a bunch of people. Um, Next thing is to interview brokerages. Like one is not like the other. They are not apples to apples. They're like apples to grapefruit. You're, you probably want to interview a handful just to see like, what's the vibe? What's the culture? You know, there are things like, how do they pay? How do you make money? How? There's a whole bunch of questions to ask. Who, who else works there that you like, that you know? Um, are there people there that you aspire to be like? Are they really great at cultivating newer agents and really getting them up and going and started in the business? Like all these things are really important. And I don't think a lot of people getting into the business even think that it's important and land at a place. And then once they land, they find out after they've already ordered all their signs and ordered all their business cards and got a beautiful website made. And they're like, oh shoot, this just doesn't really feel like the best place for me. So I would, same thing as interviewing agents and where they work and what they like about what they do and um, who you want to model your business after. I would really interview a bunch of different brokerages too, just to make sure you land in a spot that really feels like home. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, save money. I can't stress this enough. Uh, this was super hard when I was first getting into the business. I had to have another job. You really probably need to have I would say three months at an absolute minimum, but in a perfect world, like six months of all of your bills in a savings account or access to money, or, you know, I've heard of people like their parents are willing to um, help them get started in the business. Or if you have a spouse with a job, you know, and you can just work, you know, work with just one income for a short period of time, having money set aside will give you the mental space that you need to really thrive in this business. It's hard to get traction right away. Um, Some people have traction faster than others, but if you're constantly worrying about how you're going to pay your bills, building your business is going to be so much tougher because you're going to have mental distractions and having really tricky mindset and actually money mindset and money blocks There's nothing worse than that. So if you can remove that piece of the puzzle and that piece of the equation and just really focusing on building your business, coming from contribution and really serving people well and not having to worry about, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay my car payment this month? I feel like that is just going to, it's going to give you that much more of an edge. So that's number two. My number three is make a plan for quitting your full-time job within a specific time frame. You see it all the time. People, they get into real estate and they have another job. It's really hard if you are like, okay, well, during the day, I'm a teacher. Well, most teachers don't have access to just be texting and emailing clients throughout the day because they're they're busy teaching everyone's children. You know, uh, all different jobs. Like every once in a while you hear of someone that has a super flexible nine to five job, but it still feels like if you are kind of riding that fence of having the security blanket of your nine to five job, and then also just kind of dipping your toe into the um, self-employment pool and being an agent and being a realtor, it's just doesn't really work. It doesn't work long-term. Your clients know They can feel it when you're not available and they're like, oh, I'd love to see this house. It just popped up on the market. And you're like, oh, shoot. Like a lot of times people don't tell you that they have another job. A lot lot of agents don't. But 
you try to schedule three times to go see a house and they're never available. Well, they're never available because they're at the job that their boss requires them to be at. So working with an agent that's full time is so important from a consumer standpoint. Um, so making making a goal to say, okay, I'm going to get into real estate. I need my benefits currently. I need my nine to five paycheck for X amount of time and really setting that deadline of like, okay, I'm really going to be done on this date. Like December 31st, 2021, I'm done. I'm cutting that umbilical cord so I can solely focus on real estate is really just going to give you, it's going to put you in the right frame of mind to ramp up and hopefully to be saving all along, but then to be able to just make that clean cut and really just go gangbusters in building your business and doing all the things that you need to do. It's it's hard if you've worked your full day. I know myself, like Christy and I had this conversation the other day when I am working on all my social media, like I'm just not creative later in the day. Like when I'm exhausted and it's been a long day and I've negotiated deals and I've been out about town, um, showing houses and doing all the things that I need to do to run a team and keep my business going. Um, I'm spent at the end of the day. So imagine how you'll feel if you're at your nine to five job from nine to five and you come home and have dinner and maybe spend some time with your family and you're like, okay, well now I'm going to sit down and start working on my real estate business. Like truly, if you ask yourself like very realistically, like how, how creative, how motivated, how inspired are you going to be when you've already had a 10 hour day, a 12 hour day? I, I would venture to say you're probably going to be really spent and it's going to be really hard for you to just get that traction to keep going. So once you set that date and make a plan to leave your nine to five job, I think that's just going to be the best runway that you can get to really just hit the ground and become a big success. Uh, Leah from our team is, has experienced this. So when she joined the team, she was working in the financial business or financial sector, but had a nine to five job, um, had really demanding deadlines, timelines, had um, some like on-call shifts that she had to work periodically and sometimes even on weekends. And there really wasn't any flexibility. Her job wasn't even one of those where she could stay at home during COVID. So she was going to, going to work every single day, showing houses in the evening and on the weekends and trying to be mama, you know, health gal and a runner and a Pelotoner and be a wife. And it's just really hard to do all that. And you can see a huge shift in her like mental well-being in her confidence as a real estate agent now that she's made that she quit her nine to five job at the beginning of the summer and it was so awesome that she was able to have like one last summer home with her little one before Isla started kindergarten and now she's like going all in with her clients it's so freaking fun to watch um but it was she actually cut the ties sooner than she thought she would the she saw some things happening in her company and just said this just isn't feeling good anymore and I like I literally was like so proud. It was such a proud moment for me to see her do that because I know it's not hard or it's I know it's not easy to be able to do that. It's it's a really difficult decision to make. And then you're wondering, OK, when is my next closing going to be? Am I going to be able to do this? Can I make paycheck spread in between paycheck to paycheck and make them last? Um, so we we've experienced this firsthand on our team and it's just been awesome like so damn awesome to watch Leah blossom and see like the confidence that she's building now she's available for clients all day and in the evenings and weekends and she's able to manage her time better and it's 
It's freaking amazing. So her business is just soaring and it's taking off like a rocket. And I don't think she would be at that spot right now today if um, she was still working her nine to five. So I, that is crucially important. Number four, find a mentor and or a business coach. This is something I've been talking about on my social media recently and finding this could parlay with the number one where you're interviewing agents. If you land at a brokerage where there's some agents that are producing and you really aspire to be like, see if they'll be willing to mentor you as a new agent. Um, I would say like maybe your first five to 10 deals, see if you can shadow, follow how they do their business. Like what is it like when they go on a buyer presentation or a listing presentation? Um, what, what's it like when you even show a client a home and you're touring a home? If you've never been in real estate before, what do you do? Do you just unlock the door and just stand there? How much do you get involved? How much do you insert your opinion? What do you say? What do you not say? Like, these are all things that you need a mentor to teach you all of this. So if you can find someone that you're willing to give up some of your commission and say, Hey, I'm willing to give you 20, 25%. No, you, you negotiate whatever that term is going to be. Say like, I really would love for you to help me on X amount of deals that I've my first X amount of deals and see if someone is really willing to kind of pay it forward. Um, I know that I had some awesome mentors when I first got into the business and I feel like that's why I love to pay it forward and do that to other newbies in the business because it's not easy. Like there isn't a roadmap for this. There's many brokerages that you get licensed and you sign up at the brokerage and they literally say, okay, good luck. Let us know how it goes. And then you're like, uh, now what? Like, what do I do? I don't even know what to do. Like, what do I ask? I don't even know what to ask. What do I do with my day? Oh, I'm self-employed now. I can do whatever I want. Like you really need to shadow, uh, an agent that has an established business, see what it looks like. You know, you're going to learn. And if you shadow maybe a couple of different people, you're going to say, okay, I really like these bits and pieces from this person's business. I like these things from this other person's business, but they generally are not going to just give that information out for free. It's, it's gotta be win-win for everybody. So that's why I always say like, if you're willing to give up some commission to learn the business on your first few deals or a productivity coach at your brokerage is, which is a very similar concept. You give up part of your commission to learn the business. I feel like you're going to get that much further, that much faster. Oh, business coach. If you have the budget for it, even if you don't have the budget for it, figure out a way to have a budget for it is hire a business coach. This is one of those things that if I could go back in time and rewrite my story at all, I would have hired a real estate coach so much sooner in my career, like, i.e. like 15 years sooner, 20 years sooner. It seemed scary at the time. I didn't, I didn't do the research to find a good real estate coach. I had one for a very short period of time. It was an absolute horrible fit, but I didn't even know how to break up with that person at that time. Um, I, having a real estate coach is huge. I think about where my business is now compared to when I hired a coach like five going on six years ago. And I'm like, it is night and day. Like you just, that saying, you don't know what you don't know could not be more, um, more appropriate for 
what I learned during real estate coaching that I didn't know before. And all the mindset work that we work on, the accountability, it's so, you know, people like, oh, I'm gonna have my spouse keep me accountable or I'm gonna have my friend keep me accountable. And that just doesn't work. It's not a good way, this just isn't good for any relationship to have your significant other be that person that holds you accountable. It's so much better to have someone that you're actually paying to hold you accountable. And so I couldn't say more awesome things about real estate coaching. It's so interesting when I hear people that have are brand new in the business and they say, yep, I hired a real estate coach. And literally in like a year, 12 to 18 months, the business is just exploding versus someone that's been in the business and they're like, oh, I've been in the business for like five years and they're still part-time, still working a nine to five. They can't figure out how to make a living doing real estate full-time. They're just sort of struggling and muddling their way through things. And it's a nightmare. It's absolutely terrible to see that when you're like, oh, you have so much potential. Like, just do it. Like, get the mentoring, like go deep and learn how to learn how to really run the business and run it like a true business. So I I could not say enough awesome things about business coaching. I am going to say though, it's an investment, but I feel like it's an investment into myself and into my career. As anyone that's done any research into getting licensed in real estate, like the threshold to get into real estate is really low. It's not that expensive. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than getting a big, huge marketing degree at some college and that with a degree that you're never going to use. So that I feel like is just part of your education. You're continuing to grow and it's, it's education. It's like a version, like think of it as college. You're going to college to learn and to figure out and hone your craft. Coaching is a, it's a similar concept to that. So coaching is awesome in my opinion, in my humble or not so humble opinion. Number five, tell everybody, you know, that you're getting into real estate. Some people, um, me arm raised, I will confess I was in real estate for probably the first 15 years and I was a secret agent to everyone other than my mom and like my inner, inner circle. So everyone that worked with me, loved working with me. Like I knew what I was doing. Um, I was also in the mortgage business and I don't know what it was that I just, I think there was something about my personality or imposter syndrome that I'm like, oh, maybe somebody's going to ask me a question that's really tough and I'm not going to have the exact perfect answer. And I'm just going to look like an idiot and I'm not even going to know what to do. And so I just like, okay, well, the easier solution here is to just not even tell anyone I'm in real estate. So that's what I did. I just didn't tell people. (laughs) So being a secret realtor uh, does not help with uh, building a business and building a brand. So I would say that is a example of like what not to do. Don't do as I do. Here's what I did. Tell everyone you're getting into the business. Have other people hold you accountable. Um, If someone like worked with you in another industry and they're like, holy cow, like I actually loved working with her. Now she's in real estate. Like this is fantastic. I would totally buy or sell my house with this person. That's what you want. But if people don't even know you're in the business, they're not, they're not going to be able to recommend you to other people. They can't use them, use themselves. Um, and a lot of times when you're acting like you're a secret realtor, a lot of people are like, well, why? She doesn't even tell anyone she's in the business. Maybe she doesn't want the business. Well, I'm using she, but it could be she or he like, maybe she's not feeling confident. Maybe she's not really that great at it. 
Uh, you know, but a lot of times I think people think, oh, she's just too busy. She like, she never talks about it. She doesn't ask for my business. So maybe she just doesn't even want my business. You just never know what's going on in the head of the other person. But if you just put it out there and say, Hey, I'm getting into real estate. I'm so damn excited. Here's the awesome brokerage I'm joining. I joined this team that kicks ass. Look at all my awesome branding. Like I'm just going gangbusters on social media. Like I'm learning, I'm going deep with this and I'm super committed to this being like my actual career that I'm going to like rock out and I'm not going to have to have five other jobs to pay my bills. Like people are going to be like, yeah, your energy is contagious. I really want to work with you because you seem awesome. But if you don't tell anyone, they're never even going to know. So put yourself out there. Tell people you're getting into the business. Ask people for the business. Don't be a secret. People really do want to support you um, and help you grow. I know that firsthand. Well, this is a short and sweet one here, folks. So I hope you learned something. I hope you're able to get some tips and tricks. Um, any questions ever come up, don't be afraid to reach out. I would love to have a conversation with you. And I'll, you know, I'm always here to share my uh, tale of what not to do, hoping that that will inspire someone to really not do it the way I did it and, and to grow and really explode your business and become a rock star that I know you can be. So girls, until next time, keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babes that I know you can be. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.